Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to this special service on this very special night. The service does um, have communion in it. And so if you haven't got bread or something similar and a drink, um, just go and get it at some point in the early half of the service. Uh, a reminder that Christmas Day service is at 10 o'clock tomorrow. And please bring a present to show. And just stay on mute throughout the service unless you are taking part. So now I'll hand over to Stuart. Let's just quieten our hearts. I'm just going to read a few words as we prepare to take communion on this special Christmas night. In the silence and stillness, let's open our hearts and lives to God that we may be prepared for his coming as light and word, as bread and wine. Isaiah chapter nine says this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. And then it goes on to say. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And it's that God that we come to this evening to give praise for sending his son, our saviour Jesus, as we celebrate his birth this evening. So let's lift our hearts as we sing or listen to this carol, O come all ye faithful.
Let's continue in prayer. Let's pray. We thank you, God, for this precious night. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that you've given us in Jesus. We thank you for his love for us and your love shown in sending your son to the earth as a small baby to grow up and to show us uh, how to live our lives as followers of you and ultimately to give his life on the cross for us that we may be forgiven of our sins. And we thank you, Lord, that he rose again in glory, overcoming death, that we may have life in all its fullness. We thank you so much for that. And we praise your holy name this evening. We also confess to you, Lord, that we have sinned against you and disobeyed your command to love. And we ask, Lord, that you forgive us that you restore us uh, fresh into your kingdom. Lord, that we know that you are the one that is the one who can forgive all our sins. So we offer those to you now, Lord, and we receive your forgiveness. Remembering that Jesus himself said our sins are forgiven. We thank you this evening help us to receive your holy spirit afresh that as we hear those familiar words and sing familiar carols and as we take bread and wine lord that we will know you are with us and lord that those words will be fresh and new to us today this very night we thank you lord that as we gather you are with us in jesus name Amen. And uh, Pam and Brian are going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And we're going to have our Bible readings and Rachel's going to start off with one of those. First reading is Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, 
he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. The second reading is from John 1 verses 1 to 14 and the title is The Word Became Flesh. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Amen. If you're uh, au fait with um, uh, Zoom, you'll know that there's a chat function. Uh, and this is for a bit later on in the service. We'll get on to the talk in a minute, but this is just a bit. Um, what I thought we could do this evening is, if you feel you can, is uh, use the chat function to put any people or things that you want prayer for. So we can use them in our prayer time uh, a little bit later. So you've got through the talk, if you want to uh, just type away and listen to me at the same time. I know some of you will be able to do that. Probably not the, the ones with the male chromosomes, but certainly some of you will be able to. Um but put in that uh, chat box uh, any any situation or any person you'd like prayer for, and we will pray for those people in the prayer time, which will come after the talk and after a carol. So you've got you've got a talk and a carol to uh, to do that in. But um, please have a go, and then we'll uh, we will pray for those later. So the talk, well, familiar carol, familiar verses uh, that we say every year. This year has been a long journey and uh, we have a few slides for you to look at as well. So uh, we'll put one of those up now. So you're not looking at me all the time. There we go. The journey has been a long one. Uh, the analogy of journey is, is one that's uh, come up time and time again through this year. Uh, some people have said like it's a hard slog. Um, it's been more of a marathon than a sprint. It's an uphill struggle. Um, and politicians and others have said, well, there's a rough road ahead. Well, they've been right on all those counts, I think, and probably more. 
it has been a long, long journey. And we ask the question, well, where has God been in that journey, in that long, hard slog of a year that we've had? Well, God's not unknown to journeying. Journey is part of God's uh, part of the way God reveals himself to people. We see God revealing himself on the journey of the uh, Israelites as they left Egypt and went through uh, the wilderness for 40 years. God was with them uh, and God showed them the way. And we come this evening and we hear that story of the journey, Mary and Joseph's journey. It's a long, hard slog they had to do. It was a hundred, well, over a hundred kilometres they had to travel. Travel, and it would have been rough. Obviously, two thousand years ago, even with the Romans, the roads weren't that great. Great, it would have been rough physically. There would have been stones, and and it would have been hot. It would have been a hard, dusty travel. It would have been possibly dangerous. There would have been uh, people that uh, would have uh, caused problems and possibly even wild animals as well. So it was a tough slog and mentally and emotionally. If you think about it, Joseph and Mary had to do some pretty big adjustments to their lives. A young couple just got engaged thinking about what life might have been like and yet God breaks in and brings something different to their lives. And they had to take that step, both of them, of accepting something that was unacceptable at the time. Somebody who was pregnant before marriage. Mary and possibly even Joseph would have had accusing glances. And Mary and Joseph's reputation would have been possibly in tatters. And yet in that. Mary and Joseph chose the long, hard path of obedience. They said, yes to God, we'll follow you. This is your will. We will follow. We will do that. And it's, it's an amazing thing to think of, choosing that obedience. And, and we might ask ourselves, why? Why did they choose that? Because they recognised that God was with them. They knew that there was a promise back hundreds of years ago before the prophets had spoken of Emmanuel that would be God with us. It would be a sign of hope, of love, of joy, of vulnerability, of sacrifice. And they chose that path, that tough path, because they trusted God's promises to them that God was with them. God is with us. Now, we haven't chosen this year any more than Joseph and Mary had chosen a Roman census when she was nine months pregnant and giving birth in a stable. They were at the the whim and the will of, of forces that they had no control over. But this is the thing. God in human form experienced hardship even before he was born. In the womb, they would have jiggled around. They'd have been, we don't know whether they were on a donkey, but possibly. So, 
and through his life, he experienced what it was like to be human. He understands. He is God with us. And as John's gospel starts out, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God's it, what the actual uh, translation of that is, is that God set up his ta- tent in our village. He came and lived with us. He pitched his tent in our village. The true light has come into the world and is with us as he was with Joseph and Mary on their long journey. Now, we've heard people describe the journey we're on at the moment as a long, dark tunnel. However, we have recently heard that there is a light at the end of it. And that's great news. We have some hope that those who have worked on vaccines, those who have worked to 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 uh, work out new medical ways of treating the virus that we're, we're experiencing, have, have come to some understanding of it. And they've worked out on a virus, but they've also worked out better treatments. So there is a light at the end of a very long tunnel. And that is true for that situation. But we don't know what 2021 might bring. The actual light we have, whilst there may be a glimmer of. Is not. Is not the end of the tunnel. The light is with us now in the tunnel. We've got a little slide for that, I think. God's grace is not the light at the end of the tunnel. It's the light that guides us through it. Jesus is with us on the journey. Jesus is the light in that tunnel. He is with us through all the things that life can throw at us. He is our hope. Again, John's gospel says in him was life and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So however dark it may feel, his light has not been overcome. The darkness cannot do that. We put our trust in him. We are not alone. God is with us. He speaks to us in his word. He fills us with his spirit. He lives within us by that spirit. And he joins us together, even though we're apart. He joins us together as his body, as we come together in worship over Zoom, but also as we take bread and wine. We're joined together by the spirit of God. We're not alone. We're together in Christ and God is with us. However, sometimes he does feel distant, and I'm pretty sure some of us in these recent months have felt that God has been a long way away. But he is with us. What we have to do is just to reach out to him. Reach out now. If we haven't done that for a while and we feel that God might be a long way away, he's here with us. Just reach out to him in prayer and praise, opening our hearts to him afresh. Seek his presence. 
and most of all experience his love and his peace because that's what he's come for as the angels sang out on that first christmas night they came to bring peace on earth and goodwill to those who on whom god's favor rests and that is the promise for us and in that carol that we will be singing later on in the words of that carol light and life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings The best thing, and you might have got this by now, is that God sent his son to be with us. He's not a distant God. He's not one that wafts away miles and miles out in the universe somewhere. He's a God who is with us now. Jesus is here. The next slide. These are the words of John Wesley, apparently. If you can trust these things, best of all, God is with us. That is the truth of Christmas. That's what it's all about. God is with us on this long journey we call human life, this life that we live. He's with us through the hard times and the good times. God is with us. He's pouring out his love and his joy and his peace, his guidance, his hope for us every step that we take. And that is what Christmas is all about. On the long journey, God is with us. Amen. And let's just take a time, just a couple of seconds, just to uh, think on those words. I'm just going to say a prayer. Lord, thank you that you are with us. And in this time, which may feel like a a long, dark tunnel, thank you that you are the light in that tunnel. You are here with us and that we can trust in you. Fill us with that hope and joy and peace that your word promises. And bless us, we pray. Amen. We're going to sing together. Uh, a hymn that talks of the prophet's words and the angel's song uh, and it is one of my favorites so that's why you've got it this evening you may not know it but I know it so I'll be happy (laughs) it's one that doesn't get sung very often but it is a good one it's the song it came upon a midnight clear
Coming to a time of prayer, um, but we've got no prayer requests, but that's fine. Ah, oh, we have. Uh, thank you there. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great prayer. Thank you, Marina. We will we will pray. So let's come before God in prayer. Let's pray. Loving God, we do pray for our community. And we pray especially for those in our communities who won't be seeing the people they'd hope to see uh, this Christmas time. Those who have been separated from their families, those who have longed to see friends and families but can't. Strengthen them, we pray, Lord. And we pray in the midst of our everyday lives, surprise us with the glimpses of glorious, humble love. That's the heart of who you are. Loving God, we pray for the leaders of the world. And especially at this time, as the negotiations for Brexit seem to have come to a conclusion, we ask, Lord, for for peace and security and sensibility in that area. We pray for all our leaders as there's a new president taking up his post. We pray you guide them with your light to true justice, to wisdom, to peace, to freedom and respect for human life. Loving God, we pray for your church in all the world. We pray unite us by your spirit. Make us faithful witnesses to the hope we have in you. Lord, may we be the light to the world. That you have called us to be. Loving God, we pray for those whose lives are hard and painful or whose existence is sorrowful, bitter or empty. We pray for those who are struggling and suffering in hospitals and those who are supporting them. We pray for our friends and our family who we know need your healing touch at this time. We ask, Lord, in your name, that you will reach out to comfort them, bring healing, restoring them and strengthening them. 
Loving God, you come to us now as you have come to your people in every age. We thank you for all who have reflected the light of Christ. Help us to follow their example and bring us with them to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And as we prepare for communion now, um, hopefully you've got your bread and your wine. We're going to sing another carol, the one that always has to be sung this night. We're going to sing together Silent Night. so we come to our time of communion.
Let's pray. Lord and giver of all every good thing, we bring to you bread and wine for our communion. Lives and gifts for your kingdom, all for transformation through your grace and love, made known in Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. And we're going to sing a, a song of, well, we're going to say a, a prayer of praise uh, and thanksgiving as we come to this bread and this wine. Uh, we say thank you to God uh, for his wonderful provision. Let's pray. Father, it is our joy and delight, our reason for being to offer you thanks and praise. All your actions show wisdom and love. Through your word, you spoke creation into existence and made us in your image and likeness. When we disobeyed you and drew away from you, you did not leave us in darkness, but sent your son, the word made flesh to be the light of the world. Emptying himself of all but love, he was born of Mary, shared our human nature and died on the cross. Yet you have raised him from death to eternal life and through him you have sent your holy and life-giving spirit to make us your people, a people of light, to reflect your glory and in all the earth. Holy and redeeming God, we see your grace and truth in Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the night in which he was betrayed took bread, gave thanks for it and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take this and eat it. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Father, we remember and celebrate all that Christ has done for us. Send your Holy Spirit on us now that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us the body and blood of Christ. Through him we give ourselves to you. May your spirit draw us together even though we're a long way separated. That we may be one body in Christ. That we may have life in all its fullness and live in your love and fill creation with a song of never ending praise. We ask this through your son, our precious saviour, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So after supper, Jesus took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink this, all of you, in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Father of all, you, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your son and brought us home. 
Dying and living, you declared your love for us, gave us grace and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring light to others. We whom the spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope that you have set before us so we and all your children shall be free and the whole earth live to praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And as it is now officially Christmas Day, Ron is going to light the Christmas candle for us, the Advent candles and the Christmas candle. Jesus comes to us. We prepare to welcome again into the world and into our lives. We light the Advent candles to celebrate the gifts we are given and to name the gifts we can offer others. Last Sunday, we lit the candle of love. Twice again, and also the candles of hope, peace, and joy. And now we light the last candle to remember the birth of Jesus Christ, our God, our brother, and our friend. We light the Christ candle to remind us the light of the world was born this night. To light the delight uh, of our having gifts of all come to us in Jesus. As we celebrate Christ's birthday with all the people everywhere else in the world, we seek to bring God's light into the lives of those around us. We believe we can work together in our church to help create a better world. Let us say together, God, we thank you for your great gift of Jesus. Help Help us to spread hope, peace and joy and love in the world. The way we live and give and the things we do and say. Amen. Thank you, Ron. And just before our final carol, and we will say the grace at the end together, but I just uh, give you this Christmas blessing. It's actually from Romans chapter 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Rest on you and all who you love now and always. Amen. And we're going to sing our final carol now. That great, wonderful carol. Hark 
the herald angels sing. to unmute so that we can say the grace to each other and then perhaps no, finish and then perhaps finish by saying Merry Christmas. Ooh, <laughs> May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ and, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us all evermore. Amen. That went really well. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. 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 Merry Christmas.